Imperial, Episode Nine. This is the last part of the sequence. 其他部分，不管是毁损过度、无法阅读。This is the last remaining collection of documents. All the others are either too damaged to be deciphered or missing from the collection. This piece is written in very compact script, as available free pages may have been greatly limited. Much to our surprise, Carl came by our dwelling to drop off a supply of food and fuel to Anthony. She told Jingwei of a terrible mudslide across the valley that stirred the whole village last night. Apparently, all the adults of the village had gone to try and dig out a trapped man, and she apologized for abandoning us in the village alone. When pressed on details for the injured or deceased man, she gave little. She seemed sincere, but Jingwei was privately discourteous upon her departure. Given the disturbing events that developed last night. He insisted that we send Antony to check the validity of our story. Antony agreed, and we have concluded to send him after he has prepared our breakfast. Early this morning, I was able to stand by the door with the aid of my crutches, and I've seen the two mighty statues that now flank our dwelling's door. They are black stone guards watching our exit. Or, if my mind were not so beset by pessimism, I would consider them protectors and great works of art, somewhat reminiscent of the Gothic architectural details of grotesques. Carl offered us no explanation for that sudden arrival, but now I'm hungry, and I must inquire with Antony as to our breakfast and morning prayer. Official Jingwei wrote this note on the back of other papers, which makes some of the characters blurred but still mostly legible. I've been waiting for this moment. 要不是因为我必须要负责看守保护这位修士，我早就跟你一起离开了。I can no longer endure the confusing mannerisms of these people. If I were not charged with the accompaniment and responsibility of this Jesuit, I would have left with Li. Father Martin, perhaps naively calm, has consoled my ire and annoyance. I cannot let my distrust show. Anthony returned from his task. He found no evidence of a mudslide or dig efforts, though he did inform us that due to heavy fog, visibility in the valley was worse than here in the village. I believe that to be his way of remaining inconclusive. Anthony and I have had broken conversations regarding our safety here, and Anthony is reluctant to make accusatory statements. Yet his mannerisms are cautious and tentative. I believe him to feel as I do toward this place. 
Father Martim recited one of his Christian readings over breakfast from the small Bible he has on his person. I do not speak Latin, the language of his religion, but Anthony looked distressed at the father's choice of passage. In later discussions with Anthony, he told me in confidence that they were proverbs of fear and strength. The Jesuit puts forth a positive expression, but I believe that deep in his heart, he begins to see our dire situation clearly. Father Martin's personal Bible was not in the found collection of documents. The following is the last of any documents recorded by official Jingwei. His characters are rough, and during the middle of his writing, he switches to Manchu. I have taken myself away from the festivities to write this. Father Martim and Anthony are there now, and I will rejoin them soon. We must maintain pleasant interactions with these kind people for as long as we are to reside here. There's a large feast tonight, even in this torrential rainstorm. The feast is in an alcove in the mountain, and it is crowded with merrymaking. The alcove protects the gathering from the rain, and the feast is large and at times overwhelming. They have given us copious foodstuffs of meats, grains, and desserts, all of which they ate with us and told stories we cannot understand. As they began to play music, we were presented with gifts, heavy ornamentations, like those that they wear and craft daily. They rattle with every step in a pleasant musical way. Something is wrong. We were brought to an alcove in the mountain, near the great carved door. The door is there now but guarded. I am sure, absolutely so, that on that previous night, it was closed off. Such a thing is no simple task. I fear that Hal is lying. She may understand more than she shares. She looks on with too much interest at my writings in Mandarin. If so, perhaps I am safer writing in Manchu. If this place is ever found, do not trust their words or actions. This is all I can warn you of. They do not want to join the dynasty, though they placate us with words. I do not think Lee and Brother Benedetto ever made it out of this valley. That old hag burned the fan to remove proof of a treacherous act, whatever it may be. The rest of the page is illegible due to water damage. The following is what I believe to be the last of any documents recorded by Father Martin, and the last document to have survived well enough to be read. Esta foi uma boa noite, mesmo com um tempo tão sombrio. Fomos levados por uma alcova na montanha, onde fogueiras aqueciam a pedra e onde estava a haver uma grande festa. Jingwei e eu perguntamos sobre This was a fine evening even with such a dreary weather. We were brought out to an alcove in the mountain, 
where fires warmed the stone and the great feast was being held. Jing Wei and I inquired as to the reason for the feast, and Kao answered us as we are presented with gifts of beaded garnamentations. Kao says that tonight they celebrated being lucky people, and that they celebrated love and blessing bestowed on them by their guardians. The ornamentations were given are similar to their own, made of beads of stone and bone. They are heavy, but their quality is certainly apparent in the design and craftsmanship. The music was dissimilar to music in the rest of China, where my experience with the music of the dynasty has been light and reminiscent of classical strings. This was far more humble and grounded in repetitive percussion over melody. The drums sounded of heartbeats, and in the place of melodic strings were flutes and whistles that echoed off the walls of the alcove. I am tired. I'm well fed and I'm unsure of the hour. The sun sank below the mountain long ago. Antony has yet to return, so I will leave a small lamp burning. He became unsettled during the mill, and confided in me that he had seen a dark figure creeping through the tops of trees, just on the other side of the large fencing. Its description was eerily similar to my own experiences. He attempted to point it out at me, but was adamant that it stayed just out of the last leak of firelight. He went to investigate, and I'm sure he will soon report back. But I have prepared my crutches and a small torch to search for him if he does not return within the hour. I fear we share a common devil.